1: to be back with you folks what an opportunity is back with Kevin again Kevin good morning to you how's things going hey doing
2: great doing great sitting here uh, still at Fort Hood Texas Um, looking forward to Working more with the command structure there. There's some great things taking place on base, PTSD-wise. Yeah. As you know, new new PTSD ministry on base, as well as the one that's going on in the community of Copperas Cove. Hey, man, so, the uh, cove, yeah. the
1: cove. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a friend. Used to live there. Yeah, yeah. So the term of the day, the word of the day, the uh, where we're at, where we're going, what we're talking about, where we're at. Hey, I'm wound up today, Kevin. I just got to be up front with you. You know, God's doing a work with the retreat he's doing a work in my heart he's reviving me he's lifting me up brother and uh, i'm so thankful for that i went through a little bit of a drought these last few weeks brother i'm gonna be honest with you uh but love lifted me i'm telling you real friends today today's today's word is friends i mean love lifted me brother remember that old hymn love lifted you know that hymn sing a verse of it brother do you know it
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah let me clear my throat something Texas is blowing around yeah um I was sinking deep in sin far from the peaceful shore very deeply stained within sinking to rise no more but the master of the sea Amen. heard my despairing cry <laughs> from the waters lifted me now safe am i Love lifted me, even me. Love lifted me. me, too. When nothing else could help, love lifted me, love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me.
1: Me, too. Praise God, brother. Yeah. I'm telling you, I love lifting me that I'm so wound up brother. I, I you know, I was coming in the garage today. I hit my head on the garage. I'm just wound up brother. And, uh, I am, I am your
2: tall man. <sighs>
1: Now, I, I wish I could say it was the top thing, but, brother, it was just spacing out. I was looking for Rain-X for my windshield. I ran out, and I bumped into the wall. But, you know, yeah. brother, again, that ADHD, that OCD, that D-U-M-B, you just don't know what's going to happen, you know? I'm not the—you know, there's there's thousands listening right now, and I, I know there's more head hitters in there than would, would admit freely of that. Uh, but we picked this word today about friends, and what friendship has done for me in the last few weeks has been— Unbelievable. you know, there's been a group of people to include you, Kevin Rob, I want you to know that brother. You are a friend and uh, uh, there are friends that have lifted me. A friend loveth at all times and a brother is born of adversity. Uh, but boy, a friend all the time is right there. A man that have friends must show himself friendly and there is a friend that sticketh closer to the brother we know who that friend is don't we uh, but love let us love one another for the love of God and everyone that loveth that born of God knoweth not and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God i'm sorry and if one prevail against him two shall withstand him and a threefold cord is not quickly broken and and i think that's what it's saying you know we we come across times kevin we 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 we're up and down, man. Life is this roller coaster. I live on a roller coaster, brother. You know, trying building up a retreat, raising money, wounded spirits, doing everything. You're doing these kinds of things, brother. This is a roller coaster we live on. But there's friends. There's friends out there that are tight. When you hear that word "friends," what comes to your mind, brother?
2: Well, uh, there's my friends come to my mind. You, I've known you to some degree over 20, 20 some years, I think, since we first talked on the phone about Vic- Vicenza, Italy yeah. and the need, the need there. But, um, no, uh, you know, last night here at Fort hood, uh, I, I was out taking a walk and a friend of mine called from Oregon and I've known this guy for 30, literally 30 years. And, uh, boy, if we just laughed until I couldn't <laughs> breathe <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, uh, Mary Hart do good, like a medicine. So he administered some medicine and uh, I've had a bit of a rough week. I was sick on Wednesday. It was an admissions conference Tuesday. Could not attend Wednesday. Just, just rough. But this guy lifted me up and I, you know, to me, a friend, he has a word in due season and it makes the heart glad. Like you said.
1: Yeah, it does. It's, and, and you know, so many so many that I've counted as friends that they're just not here anymore, brother. And, but those Mm. friends, those people, wow, everything, Mm. you know, Mm. I mean, and, uh, you know, I put out a prayer letter last night and there was some, you know, yeah, I had to put out some news on, on some things that weren't necessarily great, but they weren't necessarily bad either. But Mm. I put out the, I sent the prayer letter out, let's say, you know, 10 o'clock last night. Um, By 730, 8 o'clock this morning, uh, 100 people had written me telling me they love me, uh, offering suggestions, saying they're praying. I mean, brother, uh, (laughs) we need each other. We're in this world. And brethren, this is what I want to say to you today. Uh, Not only... Uh, look for people to be friendly to you, go out of your way. A friend shows themselves friendly. Go out of your way even on this day just to be friendly, just to love somebody. I was just looking at my phone a little while ago. You remember Heidi from camp? She sent a message to Debbie and I just saying she was thinking about us and praying. Brother, that's a friend, you know? Yeah. That's a friend, man. We haven't known Heidi long. She sent a message, praise God, you know? And uh, I'm excited about that. And uh, just excited to be her friend and to be so many. And then, you know, I'm thinking, Kevin, we're going into this. 28th Proverb. In the 28th Proverb, literally in my Bible, I wrote this down. So as we had to go through, we had to do an Old Testament survey and a New Testament survey in the seminary. And also when I did the Bible college side of it, but later on and in the seminary, we had to write down different things in different chapters. And we went through Proverbs a chapter at a time and uh, we gave them titles. You know, most of the time we looked up titles. It wasn't something that we thought of. I didn't sit around and say, wow, a good title for this would be, a lot of times I would and commentaries and things of that nature. And I came to the 28th proverb where we find ourselves beginning today, and I wrote down the blessings and the courage of wisdom. And, uh, you know, being wise, courage comes with that. Blessing comes with that. Uh, God, Over and over again, God talks about the wise and the benefit that is. And, uh, uh, and you know, he, he looks at the wise, Kevin, and, um, in a way, it's almost like a parent looking at their kids saying, "Wow, they're doing it!" You know, they're doing it. Mm. They're they're listening to what they learn. They're making money. They're paying for their home. They're in a good church. They're they're loving the Lord. Uh, boy, that's a feeling sometimes. You know, I I uh, sometimes I look at my kids and and uh, I'm like, "Wow, they're doing it." You know, they're doing it. And uh, I thank God for that. And I think that's kind of, I see chapter 28, and I, and I look at this 28th proverb, Kevin, and coming right out of it in that first verse, it says, The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as a lion. You know, there's a bunch of confusion that comes with being wicked. You know, when when you're wicked, you're you're seen in more places than uh, Jimmy Carter, man. I mean, than Elvis Presley. You're seen everywhere. There's a there's a craziness that comes with being having the heart of the wicked. Uh, you're constantly trying to restate your position. Uh, you're trying to remember the lies you told. You're, you know, it's 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 the opposite of being godly and wise. But then, you know, in this wonderful Hebrew poetry, but the righteous are bold as a lion, and uh, you know that straightforward person that they stand even when someone comes against them. That you know they they experience these wise godly, saved people, Kevin, they can stand wise on the ground. And sometimes we shake a little when we do that. Sometimes our voice quivers a little bit when we do that. Sometimes there's a tear or two that drops from our eyes, but man, to be bold as a lion, to hold your ground and not because of something we can do, but because God is holding us up. And, uh, let me tell you folks, that's where I want to be. That's the zone I want to live in for the rest of my life. That's where I'm going to live. What do you thinking, Kevin?
2: boy you know the wicked flee when no man pursueth the righteous are bold as a lion everything you just said uh wisdom and character you know um my, my thought just went to the idea of people that are abused by someone in authority um who they're not they're not righteous they're wicked and um and they're insecure and you know a narcissist you know the classic narcissist why why do they Love bomb people. Why do they gaslight? <clears throat> you know, yeah. people that are directly under them. Well, they're wicked, and they they have no security. They, yeah. They're not, uh, you know, they're trying to build up a a kingdom or a a, a, a an authority that's not founded on a, a righteous cause, and so it's all about them. And boy, isn't it true that you know when when people are subjected to that, they're having to live with someone who treats them that way. And, you and, you know, you hear what they say and then you see how they live and then you see that they, you know, they they'll, they'll run from the truth when the truth confronts them, they'll, they'll dodge things all the time. They, they've, they've got a, a persona that they have to uh, uh, keep, you know, and, and, but can, can you imagine just the trauma? And yeah. I know there's people listening out there. They live with someone like that. They yeah. live with someone who has no security. And if, if they, if they're suffering insecurity or they're being exposed or threatening to be exposed, it's coming down on you. You're going to be the fall guy. You're going to be the scapegoat. And that is traumatic
1: living. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. I think it's it you yeah. caught me drinking water. You could be a waiter, brother. Praise God! Yeah, you caught me gulping down. I, I <laughs> you know, that's when I went to. Uh, I became a waiter years ago. I went through some jobs where I was in the army full time, and I had a weird schedule where I just worked at night, four days a week, ten hours. And and uh, so I worked as a waiter for a little while. And one of the things we train people to do is go up and talk to people right when they're taking a bite of food. Now I'm only, I'm only joking, but I used to be so bad at that. You know, you're like watch people and say oh they put the folk hey can I help you guys with anything can I get you anything else you know it was so hard but you know what you were just saying how hard is that Kevin how hard is it to live with somebody who's dictating a life so to speak and hey listen folks I just realized we're up against the radio stations needing to do what they need to do but we'll be right back with you just hang with us a minute we're going to come right back Hey, thank you for your patience. And and again, Kevin, what you were just saying, how hard would this be, you know, to be living a life with someone like this? Just terrible, just Mm -hmm. terrible.
2: Yeah. I was thinking too, during the break that, you know, the righteous are bold as a lion. So what the goal is, is to, you know, if you're living with someone like that is to be bold in a, so so when I say living with someone like that, so you, you, in other words you you're not in a position to be in charge you are under under that whether you're working for a you know an overbearing boss or whether you're in a church where where you realize wow there's no way to be right in this church and disagree in any way with the pastor and i'm not talking about sowing discord i'm, I'm you know the bible is very clear that we're to go um, privately to a brother, if you got an issue, and then if it's someone who's an elder, someone that's a pastor, you know, you can uh, you entreat them. You you go to them and you say, you know, you make an appeal. And anytime you're under authority, you make an appeal. So you know, if you're righteous, you you know someone who is being oppressed in let's just say a marriage you're married to a narcissist you can be bold as a lion by going to them and making a bold appeal and say i, I I'm this is the way I feel this is why I feel this way you're you're dodging the truth. You lied. I discovered this on your phone. I discovered this text. I'm seeing you're living too light, And I'm and I'm telling you on the authority of God that this is wrong. And then <clears throat> as they again, you know, run when no man pursueth, when they feel threatened and they're going to uh, gaslight you and try to make you feel like it's your fault, then, um, you can take that boldness to the next level. You know, I think, first of all, you know the Bible says if you're, a, for instance, if if you're under authority and you're being oppressed, you can cry out to God. It says in Deuteronomy that He, uh, He'll basically move heaven and earth to destroy the person who's oppressing you. So I think that's the first line. But also. Go to the authorities, you know, and you say it over and over. If you're being oppressed physically or if you're being oppressed in some way that's that that you're in danger of being hurt, go to the police, Yeah. Go, go to someone. If you're a child and you're, you know, you're just literally being oppressed, you're in one of these terrible situations, dad gets upset and dumps cigarette ash on you and all that kind of thing, you know, call the CPS, do something. Uh, Go to another authority is what I'm saying. The righteous can be bold rather than to... Uh, blame yourself, yeah, and, yeah. and so on and so forth.
1: To live a, live an abused life, that's absolutely right. I'm thankful you covered that. And, and, and folks, we do have Romans 13 in the Bible for just what Kevin was saying. Don't live like this. If there's mental or physical abuse going on that's hurting you or may hurt you or may hurt someone else or has hurt someone else, we have the responsibility, I think, from God's Word to uh, drive down to the local authorities and let them know what's going on. And uh, in this second verse, Kevin, in continuing on with, you know, with knuckleheads and things of that nature, it says, For the transgression of land are many are the princes thereof, but a man of understanding and knowledge, the state thereof shall be prolonged. And, you know, I read this and what comes to my mind right away is when you have a country of sin, transgressions, rebellion, whatever you want to call it, when all this is going on the craziness the fighting in the streets the burning buildings does it sound familiar uh, the princes are many everybody's got a thought i mean we we're, we're seeing it in our government now you got a weak uh president and so you have all these princes over there trying to do things and uh you know but uh, but you know when that when when our nation is in this transgressed state this rebellious state um you know, no one's pursuing them. I mean, everything's just crazy. Everything is up for grabs, uh, upside down, and uh, uh, but I think there's a discernment, obviously, that comes with God. Uh, there's an understanding, uh, a knowledge. It, uh, it you know, when a man of knowledge and understanding is in charge. And boy, it's probably been a long time since we've had this. I know we've had close to that at times. But even in our local churches and in our situation, when a man of understanding, Kevin, uh, and knowledge, the state thereof shall be prolonged. You know, when you have that wonderful listening, uh, listens first, speaks later, godly thoughts, Mm. it prolongs things, right? It makes things better, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. Boy, that description of of a happy state, you know, in a church, if there's a man of understanding, if there's a, you know, if there's a, I think of what the Bible says about Barnabas, who was a leader in the church there in Antioch, it says, for he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and uh, what wisdom or something like that. But it says, and much people were added to the Lord. It it, it tended to attract people who wanted help because like you said, he's he listened first and spoke later, but you know, that contrast in verse two, I've often thought by the transgression of a land, many are the princes thereof. Um, there's a lot of committees <laughs> that spring <laughs> up. <laughs> there's a lot of little leaders who, you know, a little wannabe leader, a prince, uh, technically a prince is a king in waiting. And so a a li- you know a bunch of little leaders who really want to be in charge in their little committee that are just, you know, kind of vaunting the idea that uh, I'm in charge of something. And really that just shows the man in charge is not in charge. And um, a man of understanding, you know, someone who really who listens surrounds himself with people better than him at certain things listens to them and then and then moves forward with confidence like it says in verse one that's that's a happy state
1: it is it is and finding that state and then becoming part of that state you know if you get to lead anyone uh you know imagine uh one person in a marriage getting this and then the second person gets it. You know, imagine families getting this. You know, uh, hey, listen, we don't have to have rebellion in this home. We don't have to hate each other. It doesn't have to be transgressions. It doesn't have to be, you know, sin or whatever the case may be. Uh, Because, you know, when we're all fighting in the house, everybody's a prince or a princess. I promise you that everybody's got their own, their own, well, you know what the problem is here? It's Doug, you know, the problem's Doug, you know, and then they come up with me, you know, the problem's Kevin. And uh, because they're all these people want to be princesses and princesses instead of just saying, Hey, let's just get this right. And let's prolong yeah. our ministry. Let's prolong our friendships. Let's prolong those things that make a difference. And, and, and you know, brethren, uh, I say this to you, and I'm so glad Kevin went down this road here with that. And, and Kevin and I, uh, in a weird way, think an awful lot of likes, which is kind of cool to do these <laughs> podcasts. But uh, I think exactly what we need, and it starts in our homes, And then it goes to our communities, our churches, our communities, our states, our nation. But before we go corporate, it starts individual and we need to individually be the type of person that's not transgression. That's not sin. And whatever you want to call that word is four or five things, but sin, sin, Mm -hmm. God hates sin. And so imagine someone like us changing and it grows from there. And, uh, putting that rebellion, putting that sin, putting, you know, boy, one sin changed the entire world. So let's not live in transgressions, folks. Let's not have to all be in charge. Let's let, uh, let's let God just go ahead and take the lead. And those people he puts in our charge, why don't we just hang out with them and trust them and love them yeah. and pray yeah. for them. And, uh, and let's all get along. You know, I, I, I was saying, this earlier on. I believe, uh, I believe God has woken me up lately and uh uh to some things over these past few weeks. And one of the things he's woken me up to is, you know, I've got a little bit complacent, Kevin. I'm just being honest with you. You know, I've got a little mm-hmm. bit complacent at times and said, well, Easy to do. I'm gonna do this, you know, I'm just gonna work with this small group of people. And God's like, stop it. You know, I mean, he's not, don't get me wrong, Kevin. He's not audibly coming down here and standing in front of me and tell me, stop it. But that still small, if he did that, I'd be dead, you know, but that still small <laughs> voice. I'd be like, yeah, I wouldn't make a good Pentecostal. Yeah. But anyway, but that still small voice, man, boy, when God says to me, and it's clear to me, when God says, you know what? enough, enough. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's where we're at right now. And Hey, listen, we do love you, folks. I thank Kevin for being with me today. Thank you for this opportunity to come across your broadcast. We'd love to help you out. Make sure you look for me at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com, Facebook page, or I'm sorry, mail address, or the Facebook page, Help for Wounded Spirits. And hey, when you go out there today with that smile that only God can give you, we're thrilled to be your friends. May God bless you. Have a great day. Listen to every word Eric has to say. Brother Eric is going to share the gospel with you and make sure that that you zero in on that and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior if you haven't already. You all take care now. All right, bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart